so we were doing canto 10 part 2 chapter 14 this was about brahma's prayer to lord krishna and yesterday what we had done was brahma was talking about a lot of things to krishna how the birth and so on and so forth how he came about so everything you know literally a lot of things which was praising krishna so we had stopped at a place where uh, this was uh, verse number 26 it was a very important verse which i was talking about the conception of material bondage and the conception of liberation are both manifestation of ignorance being outside the scope of true knowledge they cease to exist when one correctly understands the pure spirit soul indistinct from matter and always fully conscious at that time bondage and liberation no longer have any significance just as day and night have no significance from the perspective of the sun now what is being mentioned over here is very unique we all think that you know material bondage means you are bound in your material world it may be for money matters or it may be for you know your marriage or so on and so forth various things are there they are tying you up so if that is tying you up you want freedom freedom means i don't want to be working for money i don't want to be doing this we think like this so spiritual freedom means trying to go away from the material bondage but what brahma ji is saying is very unique both are a form of ignorance both are form of ignorance that means you are saying that material bondage on one side you want freedom and when you have freedom you will say now what to do anyway both these things are called ignorance so it is one thorn 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 is kata is there inside your feet that is called material bondage that means you are tied up in the material world you take another thorn which is called the knowledge of liberation and you remove this thorn but when you remove this thorn do you put the other thorn inside and remove the first one no you don't remove the second thorn and put the first one back <laughs> away no what you do is you take both the thorns and throw them away so with the knowledge the thorn of knowledge you remove the thorn of ignorance and then you throw both the thorns away so simply translates into both are nothing but ignorance in the material world how do we have to live we have to understand everything the most important part is called realization realization means understanding how to live in this world to understand everything so let us say for example your boss has an ability to bark at you for every problem in the world you know barking means keeps on pointing out your mistakes every now and then you have not done this properly you have not done this properly. not submitted this report this was supposed to be done that was you know bosses are always like that sometimes you get a nice boss the boss is not a good boss anyway he is like a billy you know meow he is doing otherwise you have a barking dog so <laughs> both these things okay so suppose you have a boss who is like that you know the barking dog type please understand that is his nature why do you want to get upset because the dog is barking the dog is anyway going to bark understand you see if there is a parrot in your house he is always supposed to doing tweet 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 all the time you know i'm sorry you can't keep him quiet he is always going to be doing that if you have a nasty cat at home who loves to go and destroy everything in the house you are going to have a nasty cat 
or if you have come to my place you have seen two fat dogs you know one fat lump of a dog who never gets up from the place whether there is a chore or a or a good person coming inside that load that big load of flesh is just lying <laughs> over there like that and looking at it with the eyes and sometimes she will open the eyes okay so then you can't do anything about this kind of people in this world so there are these kind of people who you can't do anything about so why do you want to change them change yourself okay look at the way they are give them that particular thing which they are supposed to get it's like your child has got the ability to draw so give him a drawing board give him pencils he give him color paper or doing whatever that is needed give that child that then the child will be busy so understand this knowing the exact thing that is needed so in the material world there is no freedom by running away from the problems you cannot run away from any problem you have to face them so when facing them doesn't mean go uska jaake ungli nahi karne ka okay ha there is a snake you don't go and catch him by his neck okay like that you don't know how to catch him don't try ha ne to anaconda ka jaisa hoega tumhara samajh mein aaya so don't do that you should do the right thing stay away from the snake if you can't do anything about it likewise that is called realization or the knowledge base so he says being outside the scope of true knowledge this is to exist when one correctly understands when you should correctly understand that the pure spirit is distinct from matter and always fully conscious so don't get involved in this kind of things we are not talking about liberation from the body we are not talking about liberation from anything we are not even talking about bondage from anything the body is going to be bound any which way whether you like it or not whether it is eating food whether it is drinking whether it is sleeping everything we are bound by it even if you say na i don't want to sleep i'll keep my eyes open like this and put two stickers over here i'm sorry you will be sleeping with the two stickers on Okay, <laughs> imagine sleeping like this. Yeah, you know, my uncle used to sleep with his eyes open. Many a times I used to do like this, like this in front of his eyes to see whether he's actually sleeping or what. So there was no no activity in his eyes, and I knew that he was sleeping with his eyes open. Yeah, then I could do a lot of dhamal masti around. So <laughs> so it is like that. So you have to know this, and that is the reason why it is important to understand. Understanding is very very important. thus we are talking in spiritual about the pure the purified soul we are not talking about what is outside the body is always going to be having problems don't get disturbed by it there is no point in getting disturbed you see if sometimes in life you are going to be falling sick of course you are going to be falling sick who says you cannot fall sick how many times people have got cold yes okay you will find that when you have a child at home the cold will be like once it is got over then the next round comes and then this gets over then the next round comes and then that get over next round comes you know the number of diaper changes that you will have to do is like that <laughs> it is like a, it's like a rolling thing it keeps on happening 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 all the time and it's a common thing it's a very very common phenomena you know parents get upset when the when the child falls a breaks his teeth or gets hurt very badly they forget that they have also gone through the same thing they unka bhi daant do toota aur fir iske baad aisa usme se hai na apne jeep bhi karke nikala hai nahi nikala kya bachpan mein 
निकाला है हम लोगों ने भी वही धमाल मस्ती किया है एंड देन यू हैव गॉट सम मनी बिकॉज योर टीथ गॉट ब्रोकन राइट और यू गॉट एन आइसक्रीम और अ चॉकलेट और समथिंग लाइक दैट बिकॉज यू आर क्राइंग लाइक नो बडीज बिजनेस सो इट्स अ वेरी कॉमन थिंग डोंट गेट अपसेट बिकॉज ऑफ दैट सो मोस्ट इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग इज डोंट गेट अपसेट नो पॉइंट इन गेट अप ओके फाइन देर इज देर इज एक्सेप्शन टू द रूल इज दैट यू लव टू गेट एक्सेप्ट दैट्स योर नेचर सो इवन इफ देर इज समथिंग नाइस और नॉट नाइस यू आर एनी वे गोट टू गेट अपसेट तो उसका हम कुछ नहीं कर सकते यू गॉट द पॉइंट सो दिस इज हाउ इट इज सो एट दैट टाइम बॉन्डेज एंड लिबरेशन नो लॉन्गर हैव एनी सिग्निफिकेंस इफ यू आर गोइंग टूवर्ड्स द सोल टूवर्ड्स द आत्मा टूवर्ड्स परमात्मा देर इज गोइंग टू बी नो डिफरेंस सो वी आर द पर्सन हु इज स्पिरिचुअली परफेक्ट हैज नो केयरिंग वेदर ही इज फ्री और वेदर ही इज इन बॉन्डेज डजेंट मेक अ डिफरेंस टू हिम just and day and night have no significance for the perspective of the sun why is the sun bothered about the day and night on earth the sun is in the center somewhere and he is just glowing 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 it is the earth which goes around itself isn't it <laughs> the sun has no value the sun just keeps on glowing all the time so be like a sun always glow all the time don't bother about the darkness and the night the darkness and the night is connected to the earth and the moon not to the sun so be the sun and this is what the meanings are just see the foolishness of those ignorant people who consider you to be some separate manifestation of illusion and who consider the self which is actually you to be something else the material body such fools conclude that the supreme soul is to be searched for somewhere outside your supreme personality many a times you know people make this great distinction or the problem that happens in their world they do not understand that the krishna who has taken a form is the same krishna inside of that person it is called the supreme divine consciousness think about it like this it is the supreme divine consciousness which has taken a form right think about it from this perspective that there is water outside the body there is water inside the body there is air outside the body there is air inside the body okay air outside the body can be in the form of a, a cylinder could be isn't it air inside the body is also you are also a cylinder type of power right? especially if you have the cylinder shape now <laughs> so think about it yes we we are all like that so air is outside as well as inside so here what brahma ji is saying is krishna is outside he is standing there right in front of him he says people do not understand that you are the god who is inside of every human being what do they do instead of searching for the god inside they are searching for him outside what they are searching for him in temples and in all these kind of places there is no god outside no god anywhere on this earth by the way it's inside of you think about it okay you understand what i'm saying it's a way of looking at it so don't bother about it all right so understand that the god inside is the one that we are supposed to look at oh unlimited lord the saintly devotee seeks you within their own bodies by rejecting everything separate from you indeed how can discriminating persons appreciate the real nature of a rope lying before them until they refute the illusion that it is a snake so all the sages that are there in this world they know where to search for the god they are least bothered about you know the the true sage doesn't care where he is right what does he do he may be sitting in the himalayas or he may be sitting in timbuktu or he may be sitting in kanyakumari what does it matter to him does not matter 
you know, uh, one of the greatest sages of all time, he was a carder. Another sage was, um, uh, you know, mitti ka sab bartan banate hai usko, kumhar bolte hai usko, potter, potter. Another one who taught Mirabai was a person who used to, yeah, he was, you know, that uh, you do tanning of leather, that kind of things. And when you look at Jesus Christ himself, what was he? He was a carpenter's son, they say. Does it matter? does not really matter. You could be in uh, in Jerusalem for all you know, you could be in Japan for all you know, Tokyo, or you could be sitting in the Himalayas, or you could be in South America for all you care. Does it really matter? It should not matter. So for the realized soul, the God is inside of them, not outside anywhere. Ramakrishna Paramahansa, till he was going to the temple till he was the pujari of the temple, he would go to the temple. After that he stopped going to the temple because he knew that there was no God in the temple. It's God where he wants the God to be. He could create God right in front of his eyes if he wanted. You understand what I am saying? You don't need to go and search for a God in some temple or in church or in Gurdwara or some place. No, there is no need. Yes, it's a holy atmosphere that you get. Alright? It's like uh, those who want to drink, you know, they can go and drink in the bar or they can drink in their own house, isn't it? They can open the bottle and start drinking in their house also. It's about intoxication, isn't it? You can get intoxicated in the bar also and you can get intoxicated at home also. In the bar you have all other bevdas over there. (laughs) You have all, everybody over there. But at home you are alone. Does it matter? It does not matter. At the end of it, you are looking for intoxication. So here, God intoxication happens in one way. You can go to the temple. Everybody is going there for lagaving there. Okay? Of God. Or you could be sitting in your house and you could be completely tully. Tully, you know, going round, round. Like that. So don't worry. God is inside of you. It's not about outside. It's about inside. So that is what he says. All the devotees understand that God is within their bodies and they reject everything separate. That means, what do they do? They do neti neti. Neti neti means not this, not this. They will do neti neti for everything in this world. So you look at a statue and you say, not this, this is not God. This is not God. This is not God. Right? You will find that there are lots of people who do Surya Namaskar in the morning. Even today they do, by the way. Or they will get up in the morning. Like today in the morning, I was I was I was in my um, I was in the bathroom and I looked out of the bathroom at 5:30 in the morning. I saw one person. He he was taking one agarbattis and he is doing like this, like this, like this, like this in his house. Okay. So at 5:30 in the morning, that person is doing the prayer. And like the rest of the building was in darkness. Only one person was doing. It's okay. Does not matter. You can search for God there also. Right. So. Basically what Brahmaji is saying, don't bother about where you are searching for God. The God is at the end of the day inside of you. Don't search for Him anywhere outside. You can be just lost in the God also. Indeed, how can discriminating persons appreciate the real nature of the room? So, you see, till you do not investigate, you will not know. So, person who doesn't know whether it's a rope or a snake, what he has to go and actually touch it. Okay, if it's a snake, be careful. Huh? <laughs> so, no, 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 Vedas me, it's a rope, no? so let me think, maybe I should go and kick it once. Uh, don't do that. 
<laughs> you have to be careful also right so be careful there could be a snake so but idea is you have been given the mind and the intellect for understanding don't go and tease a snake right see when i used to go as a child i would go to the jungles you know every day i would go to the jungles uh, when i was in my uncle's place so there was a big jungle and then there was a mountain and then there was one uh, uh, pal uh, what do you call that killa 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 ko kya bolenge castle or something like that castle no on top of the mountain it was called lohagad and visapur lohagad and visapur the forts the fort fort and the fort were very difficult to climb okay so what i would do is i would have one very long stick with me the stick was around i think uh, more than 3 feet or 3 and 1/2 feet long big long stick was there and i used to take the stick and i would bang it on the ground while going tuck 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 why do we bang the stick on the ground okay you you remember that movie three idiots all is well all is well all is well leaders where does he learn all is well all is well from that gurka and that fellow who goes around he will bang the stick all is well all is well like that so you are doing all is well while banging the stick on the ground all right yeah and by the way that i used to use that stick for various other purposes also for doing you know uh, fights in the jungle with uh, invisible creatures because i i thought of myself as don kishot or kickshot whatever his name is yeah something like that okay when you pull that thing out na it was a gupti gupti means it was a hidden sword <laughs> so i would do like this like this uh, or uh, invisible creatures so it was a very interesting thing so at that point in time it was important that you bang the stick on the ground all right so always understand the snow the the snake and the rope you better be careful all right so in darkness you can think it's a rope or it could be a snake don't bother about it bang the stick it will go away right i have found a lot of snake skins on the road very interesting you know a snake skin is very expensive so they are molt m o u l t my lord if one is favored by even a slight trace of the mercy of your lotus feet he can understand the greatness of your supreme personality but those who speculate to understand the supreme personality of god are unable to know you yet you even though they are continue to study the vedas for many years there are people who think you know by learning the vedas they will understand god god can never be understood by anybody by the way you try learning all the books you can take the books make one nice uh, you know juice out of them from with a juicer and drink it also you won't know god yeah you know, like you make uh, you know what pineapple and all of the juices you cannot get no energy will come out of it all right right so the thing is very simply this then how will you know ramkrishna paramahansa gave one very beautiful example that example i always keep on saying but here today also again i'll tell you the example is this you know just outside dakshineshwar temple you know those who have gone to dakshineshwar will know outside the dakshineshwar temple there was one very big forest of beautiful trees mangoes and all that you know all the trees were there it was owned by one very big seth rich man so this person would go to the mali over there the gardener over there and ask the gardener your 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 boss has got a lot of money no 
and the gardener would say yeah yeah a lot of money so one day ramkrishna paramahansa heard him say that so he said are you stupid why are you asking the gardener go and ask that owner only know how much money he has he will tell you correct you understand what i am saying if you ask the right person you will get the right answer correct abhi ye youngster logo ko hai na ladki patane ka time pe wo kya karte hai malum hai usko friend ko bolte hai ki na ye ye tumhare friend mere ko bahut pasand hai are kyu aisa kar rahe ho direct ladki se baat karo na to samajh mein aayega aur chappal se maregi ki phir aur kuch karegi dono samajh mein aayega immediately to wahi hai hisab the thing you have to understand is directly ask it's better to ask instead of living in that you know so the direct person is the right person this is how we came to know so if you ask the owner then the owner will tell you the right answer likewise if you want spirituality only the boss himself can give you only god with his grace can grant you spirituality you understand what i am saying only god can grant you spirituality so listen to this verse is a very interesting verse where brahma ji says my lord if one is favored by even a slight trace of your mercy of your lotus feet he can understand the greatness of your personality but those who speculate to understand the supreme personality of god are unable to know you even though they continue to study the vedas for many years so you can try indirect means you will never know go and study the books go and pray in the temple or the churches you will still not know god because you are going through the wrong methodology if god himself if jesus christ himself comes and tells you who he is or if krishna himself comes and says you know grants you that grace i am there i am that the moment he says you got the grace you will know god that's what he means my dear lord i therefore pray to be so fortunate that in his life as lord brahma or in another life whenever i take birth i may be counted as one of your devotees I pray that whenever I may be even among the animal species I can engage in devotional service to your lotus feet. So it's a very beautiful prayer where Brahma ji himself who is who is the creation of Krishna himself says to him please grant me this grace that this life or the next or the next whichever life kindly grant me this grace so that I know you because you should put your grace on me you know give your grace to me so that I understand who you are. and i am able to be your bhakt your devotee o almighty lord how greatly fortunate are the cows and the ladies of vrindavana the nectar of whose breast milk you have happily drunk to your full satisfaction taking the form of the cows and children all the vedic sacrifices performed from time immemorial up to the present day have not given you as much satisfaction so now krishna has become all the cows you know that no and he has become all the young children now in olden times think about it today a woman stops lactating by the time she is 90 days or even 6 months no milk will come out of her but in olden times you will find you know go to all these temples you will find all those beautiful ladies over there big uh, should not be saying those kind of words over here but understand because they were lactating even by the time they were 6 or 7 years of the child being born that's the kind of feed that they were taking and today's you go for any ghee in this world also and nothing will come out of it okay where human beings are under terrible stress maybe in the next uh, 10 years from now no milk only will come out because 
it's it's uh, basically the hormones also are not matching nothing is there nothing is happening so all that has gone away okay maybe in the future they will have uh, special uh, males with udders on them who knows i don't know but you could <laughs> you know yeah yeah because this in this world today everything is possible all right now these fellows i don't know what they are doing video call from chitti rajesh can you just see acha acha okay so so understand this so in olden times the children were fed by the till the age of 6 also 7 also does not matter but today it is very difficult today a woman is not able to feed the child beyond 2 months or 3 months and then you have to use breast pumps and god knows what all things it's a very difficult thing so uh, that is the reason so how greatly fortunate was nanda maharaj the cowherd man of all the inhabitants of rajabhumi there is no limit to their good fortune because the absolute truth the source of transcendental bliss the eternal supreme brahma has become their friend so think about the people those who are there living in that place they have krishna as their friend yet even though the extent of the good fortune of these residents of vrindavana is inconceivable we 11 presiding deities of the various senses head by lord shiva are also most fortunate because the sense of their devotees of vrindavana are the cups through which they repeatedly drink the nectarian intoxicating beverage of the honey of your lotus feet a very very interesting line there is a lot of hidden meaning in these lines listen to the words very very carefully you see there is a lot of good fortune over there there are 11 presiding deities of the various senses there are 11 presiding deities of the senses okay now what are these presiding deities 11 senses are what you have five sense organs five organs of action and then the mind okay so in one of the organs which is called the reproductive organ who is the presiding deity brahma ji himself he is the producer isn't it he is the guy who produces everything so the presiding deity is him the mind is the the presiding deity is indra okay now like that there are various presiding deities and everybody is contributing towards these different different things vayu breathing isn't it like that there various things where are concerned so in this line the real meaning is given that we are the presiding deities so there are lots of presiding deities in this world so we are the presiding deities like shiva shiva is one of the presiding deities you will find that uh, uh have we lost uh, connection or something like that no no okay we are still there we are still on okay fine so because of the senses because the brito's uh, thing got cut off because the senses of these devotees of vrindavana are the cups through which they are repeatedly drink the nectar intoxicating beverage of the honey of your lotus feet my greatest possible good fortune would be to take birth wherever in the forest of gokula and have my hard head bath by uh, bathe by the dust falling from the lotus feet of any resident the entire life and soul is the supreme personality of god and mukunda the dust on whose lotus feet is still being searched for in the vedic mantras so brahma ji is saying 
I wish I could be born in this same place called Vrindavana, Logokula. That entire Vraja Bhumi, somewhere. And if I am going over there and touching the feet of these gopis, it will be so wonderful. And the Lord Himself, it's so wonderful to be there. My mind becomes bewildered. Just thinking, just trying to think of what reward other than you could be found anywhere. The highest reward is to find God, by the way. You know, when we think in terms of rewards, what do we actually have? We have to meet God would be the highest reward. Now, when you are in spiritual, you meet God maybe once or twice, not more than that. Why? Because God is not going to sit in front of you all the time. You, he is inside of you. He is not outside of you. Okay? Jalak Diklaja. Maybe he will show you Jalak only once. Not all the time. Right? So, <laughs> so he comes in front of you maybe once or twice. Beyond that, nothing. Think about it from this point of view. That all these sages are sitting. And uh, there is only one person over there who says he has seen the sage. Okay? He has seen God. All the sages who are sitting over there are Tukaram, Janabai, you know, Mukta, Mukta Ananda and you know all these people, Sautamali, uh, Gorakumbar, all these people are sitting in a one big convention. Like you have conventions nowadays, no? You know, five star hotel, no, there were no five star hotel at that time. So they were sitting in one convention, all these sages were sitting. In that there was one guy who said, you know, Namdev his name was, Namdev. Namdev said, I, you people, you are such ignorant fellows, you know, you don't see God, I see God. Because I have lunch with him every day. This is in Pandarpur. Pandarpur is a very beautiful place. Now, in Pandarpur what happened was, one day when this convention was going on, there was this Gora Kumbar. Gora Kumbar is a person who was, Kumbar means what? Potter. Potter, you know, one who makes pots. You know how they test pots? I don't know whether you know how they test pots. They have one ring over here in their finger. Okay, that's a that's a metal ring, and they will do tuck 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 tuck. You know mradangam. You do it South India. You have heard mradangam, isn't it? So like that, they have this zero ring, or they have one stick, and with the stick they will do dum 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 dum. <laughs> so they they all asked, you know, can you say who is pakka? Pakka means one who can produce sound. So knock on everybody's head and see how many people over there have actually understood God. So this person goes around knocking everybody's head. He says, okay, this fellow is Pakka. That means he has he is God in him. Then they come to this fellow called Namdev. Then they knock on his head and they say, no noise is coming out of it. He is Kacha. So Namdev is very arrogant fellow. What he says? He said, what do you think of yourself? You see, you people, you don't, you have not, never seen God in your life. I to sit with him every day and I have my lunch with him. By the way, he was a great devotee of Panduranga. Panduranga, you know, uh, you know, Panduranga is the black god who is standing in that place. So, every day he would meet him and have lunch with him. So, that day, when all these fellows, they are you know, singling out and saying, you know, this fellow is Kacha. He goes to meet Panduranga and tells him, you know, Panduranga, what is this? You are the only, I mean, is he, I am the only person in this whole world I can see you. And nobody can see God. So what is this? And they are saying, I am Kacha and they are all Pakka. This is wrong. 
Panduranga looks at him and says, but they are right, no? <laughs> so, so he said, how can they be right? I, you see, first and foremost, I can see you. Nobody else can see you. So he says, no, it's not like that. First, you need to have a guru. Only through the guru will you be able to actually understand God. So he says, now what do you want me to do? So he says, there is one village over there, you go and meet your guru. Okay. His name is Visoba Khetsar. Visoba Khetsar is the name. So he says, okay, fine, I'll go to that village. So he says, I'll start just now only. And he starts that same evening and he goes walking, walking, walking to the village. It's early in the morning when he reaches that village. So early in the morning at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock, there is nobody is awake, you know. Most of the villages, maybe they are awake. But this place, you know, everybody is sleeping. So he says, maybe I should not disturb at this hour. So what I will do is, I will go outside a temple. There are old temples outside. You see, Sai Baba used to live in that broken down uh, mosque, no? Likewise, there are old broken down temples outside all, every village. You will find them. So he goes outside, inside this temple and he says, I will sit over here till the day, dawn. And maybe after that, I will go and meet this Visoba or whoever he is. So... <laughs> He says, fine. And he goes inside. And when he goes inside, it's darkness inside. And there, suddenly, after some time, you get accustomed to the light, no? I mean, the, the darkness inside. So he sees there is this one guy who is sleeping over there. And you know, he is sleeping in such a way that his legs are on top of one pindi over there. Pindi, you know, that uh, Shivlinga. So his legs are on top of the Shivlinga like this. So he says, what kind of an idiot is this? He's put his leg on Shivalinga. He says, hey, get up, hey, get up. Then this guy is snoring like that, loudly. He says, he's not even waking up. Now what do you do? So he said, I will lift his leg and I'll put it at the side. So he lifts his leg quietly and he places it at the side. So when he places the leg over there at the side, he again sees, oh my God, there's another linga over there. So his legs have fallen on the second one. And imagine, he lifts his leg ten times and he goes around like this. All right? And everywhere, wherever he keeps the leg, there is one Shivlinga over there. He is very frustrated. Finally, he thinks, oh, this must be the great person that I was supposed to meet. Then he says, okay, I have to wait till he gets up. And he is very frustrated. He gets up after some time. And then he bows down to him and says, you know, I am sorry, but uh, you know, I am trying to put your leg somewhere here or there. But everywhere there is one Linga. Where do I put your leg? So he says, you only tell me, you know, where do you want me to put the leg? Wherever you want to put the leg, you can put it, but one linga will be there. So he said, don't you understand? God is everywhere. Ah, put my leg wherever you want to. Allah, God is going to be there also. So finally, Namdev realizes that this must be his guru. So he asks him, is your name Vishoba Khetsar? He says, yes, I was waiting for you. Come, I am going to give you a training. So he takes him in training program. Okay. <laughs> so after that, after... Namdev becomes realized after his teacher lets him go he comes back to Pandarpur and uh, if you go to Pandarpur today there is one Dwar Dwar means a doorway an entrance that is specifically named as Namdev Dwar you have to touch that door and then enter and by the way, the door is so small, you know, you, you have to bend down like this while entering. You know why the doors are there which are small in entrance, you know, at the, uh, everywhere. All temples have doors with very small entrance. 
you know why so that you bend down over there your your head goes down like this otherwise you'll bang your head you cannot go with your ego inside right so namdev dwar is made so small that you have to bend down and come inside this is the funny part of all the temples and this is the way of meeting god even if you know personally you go and say hello and hi to god still you don't know the truth god will only be understood if you realize that he is everywhere that's what vishobha kesar taught namdev and that is the way where god is to be understood god is everywhere and we need to understand him especially god is in our in in our hearts so the, my greatest possible good fortune would be to take birth in wherever in this forest of gokula and have my head bathed in the dust falling from the lotus feet of any of its residents the entire life and the soul of the supreme personality of godhead mukunda the dust of whose lotus feet is still being searched for in the vedic mantras this brings me to another very beautiful story okay once upon a time it so happened that krishna was in dwarka you know dwarka is at the other end of the world okay it's uh, very close to karachi other side okay gujarat so he is in dwarka uh, by the way this dwarka which we are talking about was an island it's not a place it's it's not inside the land it's an island the island is gone under the sea by the way it's just like atlantis it's gone under the sea likewise dwarka is no longer on top it is gone inside at the death of krishna no it went inside by the way so let us say what happened in dwarka one day when he was sitting over there all his wife there are so many wives 16108 very difficult to count imagine you have you have got that uh, counting machine it is only four zeros in it you can only count up to 999 what happens he must be having a bigger machine to count okay <laughs> so coming back to this story one day krishna is sitting over there somebody has given him a royal headache you know who can give royal headache no only one person in the entire 16108 is capable of giving him a royal headache satyabama so she had given him a royal headache one day he was sitting over there and uh, he is holding his head like this so at that time his great friend his name is uh, i am sure you know we have done uddhav gita no some with some people i have done uddhav gita so uddhav is there he is his uh, great friend so he comes over there and says okay uh, what is wrong with you he says sir dard ho raha hai you know So he says what happened what is the problem he says you know this sardard can only go with one thing so where is the medicine available you know earlier hey, do you know there is chinchona tree you know chinchona no you don't know there is a tree in india or all over the world it used to be you take the bark of the tree bark of the tree you know bark the tree has a bark you take the bark of the tree and you rub it and you take out one uh, juice from it and you drink it and you will be fine no headaches after that don't try it at home okay so i will say mere ghar mein chinchona tree hai main nikalta hu by the way the reason why it is to happen is because it contains a very important ingredient which was found later on inside the tree what we see as uh, acetyl salicylic acid what you use in anasins you know apc and anasin and all that is what was found inside the tree so it is a very natural source of acetyl salicylic acid so anyway you try so many methods but krishna's headache was not going so he asked him what is to be done so he says that you know do one thing you go to vrindavan okay go to vrindavan and you get 
the dust of the feet of the gopis over there and when i apply the dust only my headache will go so he says okay fine i will go and he goes to vrindavan now now imagine you know to go from dwarka to vrindavan even on a horseback would take at least i think 10 or 15 days imagine that kind of a headache his wife must have given him because even after returning back he still had the headache <laughs> so coming back to the story so when uddhavar landed in vrindavan at that time he said ki na which is that gopi who's uh, you know who's the dust from her feet will give this uh, uh, you know relieve the headache so at that point in time he goes to one gopi over there and he says you know uh, krishna has said that they want the dust from your feet now think about it na you remove the chappal and you remove the dust from your feet and give it to somebody how funny would that sound okay so <laughs> this gopi is also like gopi understands so she calls a lot of other gopis she says come 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 and then what they do is they gather the it's a red earth you know red mud over there so everybody gathers all the dust out their feet and they put it in one big basket and they give it to him say take this now think about it uddhava is standing over there and trying to take one big basket or one goni of it goni you know bag of it and he gets very frustrated he says what the hell is this is you are talking about krishna and he is supposed to apply this mud on his head doesn't it sound very funny so he says and the gopis give him a piece of mind he says go take this and go mm-hmm. and uh, uddhava poor fellow he carries that entire thing back to krishna and he dumps it in front of him and says this is what the gopis have given you know they are so stupid they don't understand you are krishna so krishna takes the dust and he applies it to his head his head gets cured so he uddhava asks him you know what is this nonsense i don't understand why the dust of the feet of the gopis so at that time krishna tells him you see the amount of dust that they gathered in that small amount of time and they are given an entire sack full of it or the entire gamela of it just shows the amount of love that they have for me you are looking at it from the point of view of how dirty it is but can you understand the amount of love that they have for me that they have given so much of it they don't want the krishna to have that kind of a headache and this is the sweetness of devotion the devotion sweetness should never be ascertained by your mind so uddhava was using his mind trying to ascertain the amount of headache krishna was having and the gopis were bothered about removing the headache you understand this is the sweetness of how much of love they had for krishna so we should always understand this point of view don't get into your mind and think what god wants see it's like this many a times you know people have said okay krishna you eat so much of sweet you know what so much of milk so much of sweet i don't want to give you sugar and i don't want to give you milk products is that so <laughs> so krishna who is, is used to this chappan bhog by the way you will find that more than 50 of them are made of the same stuff that is sugar and milk <laughs> and ghee and butter that's all <laughs> you will find that everything is fried in ghee everything is made in ghee only and milk 
So it's like that. So let us not get into all those things. So understand, devotion is all about how much of, you know, the amount of love that you can pour into it. That is what Brahmaji is talking about. My mind becomes bewildered. Okay, it is, uh, now I'll have to go fast, maybe. All right. <laughs> My mind becomes bewildered just thinking, trying to think of what rewards other than you could be found anywhere. You are the embodiment of all benedictions which you bestow upon these residents of the cowherd community of Vrindavana. You have already arranged to give yourself to Putana and her family members in exchange of her disguising herself as a devotee. So what is left for you to give these devotees of Vrindavana, whose homes, wealth, friends, dear relations, bodies, children and very lives and heart are all dedicated only to you? My dear Lord Krishna, until people become your devotees, their material attachment and their desires remain thieves. Their homes remain prisons and the affectionate feeling for their family members remains foot shackled. It's a very beautiful line where you say, you know, to become a devotee of the Divine Lord, you will be free from all these kind of problems that you are having. What are the problems? You know, the desires which are shackling you. You have so many desires. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want that. Everything, all those desires will go away once you are in love with Krishna. Second, the homes will not become prisons. You can stay wherever you want in this world. If you have the love for Krishna, it does not... I, you know, when I was telling you that you don't have to meet God all the time. If you meet God once also is more than enough. That's it. You should know this. God is living inside your heart. You should know this. So what happens? There will be no bondage even if you stay anywhere on this earth. Whether you are staying in USA or South America or Asia or Africa or wherever, does not matter. Then, you will not remain prisoners. An affectionate feeling of the family. The family is a tying block, you know. Father, mother, brother, sister, husband, wife, all these children, everybody is a tying block in the person. They It's like a shackles, remaining like a foot shackles. That means your foot are tied, you know. Kaidi number, Charsobis, like that. You cannot get out of that place also. So don't worry. All these shackles are of no use if you have devotion for the Lord. So you can be in shackles also. Does it really matter? No. My dear Master, although you have nothing to do with material existence, you come to this earth and imitate material life just like to expand the varieties of ecstatic enjoyment for your surrendered devotees. So only to satisfy the devotees do you take this birth on this planet earth. There are people who say, I know everything about Krishna. Let them think that way. By the way, there are lots of people in this world who think they know too much about Krishna. You think it is possible to know anything about Krishna? It's not. You don't even, you cannot even say that you know an iota of it. As far as I am concerned, I do not wish to speak very much about this matter. Oh my dear Lord, let me say this much. As far as your opulences are concerned, they are all beyond the reach of the mind, body and the words. So the glory of the Lord can never be expressed by mind, body or words. So any person who says, I know Krishna and I know everything about him, is the biggest foolish person on earth. Never try to get into that. So become like Brahmaji, who is humble enough to say, Sorry God, I really don't know you so much. I know only very little about you. And thank you very much for giving me the grace of knowing that much about you. My dear Krishna, I now humbly request permission to leave. Actually, you are the knower and the seer of all things. Indeed, you are the lord of this universe and yet I offer this one universe unto you. My dear Sri Krishna, 
you bestow happiness upon the lotus, lotus-like Vrishni dynasty and expand these great oceans consisting of the earth, the demigods, the brahmanas and the cows. You dispel the dense darkness of irreligion and oppose the demons who have appeared on this earth. O Supreme Personality of Godhead, as long as this universe exists and as long as the sun shines, I will offer my obeisance unto you. Sukhdev Goswami said, having thus offered this prayer, Brahma circumambulated his worshipable Lord, the unlimited personality of Godhead three times and then bowed down to his lotus feet. The appointed creator of the universe then returned to his own residence. After granting his son Brahma permission to leave, the Supreme Personality of Godhead took the cows who were still where they had been a year earlier and brought them to the river bank where he had been taking his meal and where his coward boyfriends remained just as before. O King, although the boys had passed an entire year apart from the Lord of their very lives, they have been covered by Lord Krishna's illusory potency and thus considered that the year merely half a moment. Many a times we do not understand how this whole thing happens. I have given you all numerous, numerous examples where the time is actually non-existent. Time is only just a little fraction of time has gone. So Krishna, what he does is, he resets the clock once again. Okay? And when the children open their eyes, they see Krishna sitting over there, his hands full of that, you know, rice. You remember, his hands were full of that rice and uh, curd in his hands and on one side there was a fruit. So they see Krishna back in the same position. So according to them, it was just half a moment. So, what indeed is not forgotten by those whose minds are bewildered by the Lord's illusory potency? By that power of Maya, this entire universe remains in the perpetual bewilderment and in this atmosphere of forgetfulness, no one can understand his own identity. Krishna has a very unique way of doing things. Sometimes, just by doing this, he is able to bring you back into the same place where you started, by the way. He is able to do that. Or he could, by this flip of his fingers, he could take you so far ahead in time, you cannot even imagine. And that is the reason why you cannot understand the illusory potency of Maya, the Maya of the Lord. The cowherd boyfriends said to Lord Krishna, You have returned so quickly. We have not eaten even one morsel in your absence. Please come here and take your meal without distraction. So remember, Krishna had gone up the hill searching for the cows and all. Remember? Okay. The Lord Rishikesha, smiling, finished his lunch in the company of his cowherd friends. While they were returning from the forest to their homes in Braja, Lord Krishna showered the cowherd boys the skin of the dead serpent Aghasura. Showed. Lord Krishna's transcendental body was decorated with peacock feathers and flowers and painted with forest minerals, and his bamboo flute loudly and festively resounded as he called out to his cows by name. His coward boyfriend purified the whole world by chanting his glories. Thus Lord Krishna entered the cow pastures of his father Nanda Maharaj and the sight of his beauty at once produced a great festival for the eyes of all the coward women. As the coward boys reached the village of Raja, they sang, Today Krishna saved us by killing a great serpent. We are back in time where the serpent had come. Okay? And the entire episode of Brahmaji is completely lost on them because it seems that it has never happened. Some of the boys describe Krishna as the son of Yashoda and others as the son of Nanda Maharaj. King Parikshit said, O Brahmana, how could the cowherd woman have developed for Krishna, someone else's son, such unprecedented pure love 
Love they have never felt even in their own children. Please explain this. So the question has been asked by Parikshit to Goswami, Sukhdev Goswami. He says, how is this, you know, Krishna is another person. How can the mother of one have love for him? So that is the question which they want to ask. Sukhdev Goswami said, O king, for every created being, the dearmost thing is certainly his own self. The dearness of everything else, children, wealth and so on, is due only to the dearness of the self. A very unique line where you say, you know, what is it that we are dear? What is it that is the dearest to you? It's your own life. It's your own life, isn't it? Remember the story of that monkey and the child? The monkey and the baby monkey? No? Okay. Once upon a time there was this monkey. Okay. Now you remember, if you have seen in the on the roadside or in the forest, the monkey child will catch hold of the mother like this, inside like that and the, and the mother will go on the road. You, you must have seen. So once upon a time in, in one village where this monkey used to stay, there was, there was this you know, flood which happened. And when the flood happened, the monkey was climbing on top of the temple spire. Suddenly the water starts rising and the water rises up to the level of the spire. The monkey, meanwhile, what she does is, the mother monkey, to save the child, she first takes the child up, then she puts him over here on the shoulder, then she puts him on top of the head and the water keeps on rising and rising and rising and rising. Finally the water reaches the nose of the monkey. At that point in time, the mother has no choice. But what she does is, she puts, takes the child from her head, puts it under her feet and climbs on top of the child and then reaches for the branch on top. And this is a very unique story. This is there from the Puranas, by the way, the story. Why did the monkey mother do this? Always remember, at the end of the day, it is your own life that you are more bothered about. You see, everybody is bothered about their own life first. The life force within you is called the self also. That is within you. So first it's you. I, me, myself we see. That I, me, myself is called the ego. But the one inside of you is called the self. Then the second one, closest to the self is your family. And that is why the mother was taking care of the child. But when the water came up to the nose, she had to save herself. So this is what it is. So, the Sukhdeva Goswami is saying, for every created being, the dearmost thing is certainly his own life. The dearness of everything else, children, wealth and so on is due only to the dearness of the self. So this is what it means. For this reason, O best of the kings, the embodied self, soul is self-centered. He is more attached to his own body and self rather than to the so-called possession like children, wealth and home. So I hope you understood this example. So you are first bothered about your own self and then you are bothered about your children, wealth, home and various other things. Indeed, for persons who think that the body is the self, oh best of the kings, those, thi- those things whose importance lies in the relationship to the body are never as dear as the body itself. That is why we are so much bothered about our body. Just imagine, if you lose hair, you become bald, you know how much you are bothered about it? Huh? If you have stomach pain, if you have toothache, you know how much you are bothered about it? Exactly. At that point in time, you are not going to be bothered about other people in this world. So we are all self-centered people. If a person comes to the stage 
of considering the body as mine instead of me he will certainly not consider the body as dear as his own self after all even as the body is growing old and useless one's desire to continue living living remains strong that is why old people they still want to live for a very long time they never want to die therefore it is the own self that is more dear to every embodied living being and it is simply by the satisfaction of this self that the whole material creation of moving and non moving entities exists you should know krishna to be the original soul of the living entities for the benefit of the whole universe he has out of his clauseless mercy appeared as an ordinary human being he has done this by the strength of his own internal potency so the lord inside of you the lord inside of every human being is the one who is now standing outside of us and his name is krishna those in the world who understand lord krishna uh, just four four five verses are there i will con- complete it okay who understand lord krishna as he is seen all things whether stationary or moving as manifest forms of the supreme personality of godhead such enlightened persons recognize no reality apart from lord sri krishna only those who can see god in everything in this world and treat everything on as god himself only that person is a realized being the original unmanifest form of material nature is the source of all material things and the source of even the subtle material nature is the supreme personality of godhead krishna what then could one ascertain to be separate from him is there anything in this world which is separate from the lord for those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the lord who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation and is famous as murari the enemy of the mura demon the ocean of the material world is like the water contained in a calf's hoof print their goals is param padam that is vaikuntha the place where there are no other material miseries not the place where there is a danger in every step so everybody wants to reach vaikuntha that's the place where the dear lord stays since you you inquired from me i fully described to you those activities of lord hari that are performed in the fifth year but not celebrated until his sixth remember krishna was also drinking milk from his mother's teats okay from the mother's breast so remember this he was only 5 years old any person who bears or chants his pastime lord murari performs with his coward friends the killing of agasura the taking of the lunch in the forest grass the lord's manifestation of the transcendental form and the wonderful prayers offered by lord brahma is sure to be achieved in his spiritual desires in this way the boys spent their childhood in the land of rindavana playing hide and seek building play bridges jumping about like monkeys and engaging in many other such games so we have come to the end of the chapter of brahma ji saying his prayers to lord krishna so next week we will do the killing of denuka the ass demon so we will stop over here okay